Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch Bob Bifford without him noticing. Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. This is this is the first recording in a while. We've been quite busy boys lately and to explain how busy we've been with events, I have got the man, the myth, the gravy, currently being called Shit Jesus. It's Beard. Beard, how are you doing, fella? I am not doing too bad, Jay. How are you doing? How's everybody else doing as well? Well, I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm doing all right. It's nice now. I've run of events now. I've finished. It's, I've decompressed, ready to talk about how they've gone. But yeah, I think... Now I'm starting prep for the next event, which is going to be in Merthyr. It's the Christmas Chainsaw event. So I'm hoping to get a brand new secret team sorted for that. Even Stum at the moment. What about you, boss? Any hobby with you? A bit, a bit. I've managed to get some more paint on some models. Like you say, we've done a couple of events, which we'll be having a chat about later. I'm currently lining up my next event team, which, like yourself, will be the Christmas Chainsaw Massacre in Merthyr. I have bought a new team, but I'm not doing too bad at the minute. Like you say, decompressing from events, thinking about how things have gone, and having to think about any tweaks that we may have to make to our rules pack for our event. No, I haven't even thought that far, but I've just decompressed and realised I need to play a hell of a lot more games. I think we all do. I think we all do, especially uh, pretty much everywhere is back open in the UK. Just actually getting to see people face-to-face that you've not seen for a year, two years, and getting out there to events where you've only met people's NAF name. You don't you don't know faces. It's been a good feeling. Yeah, it was good. It was good. i got to be honest, that's been one of the best things about going out and seeing these events now, because where we used to see, like you said, NAF names and Discord names, we'd actually put in faces to it as well. And it's been really good. We're going to hold off on talking events now because we want to leave our later in the show because we want to talk about the both events, Threadball and Sin City. We want to talk about a separate. So that's going to be its own little entity. I think it's best to talk about if we played any games in our league. Beard, what about you, Bert? Yep, I've played two games since the last recording. I played Your Good Self with my Corn and your Black Oaks, which ended in a loss for me. Several players badly hurt, several more KO'd. I think I had two or three players left on the pitch by the end of the game, so the pitch was very looking green rather than red. That that one was where it was. Chalk that one up for experience. It's one of the things that I know from my own play and my own weaknesses, playing against higher strength teams and me, trying to work out how to play against them more efficiently. So that's, that's my takings from that. My other takings is you didn't kill as many as you could have done, which was always no. a good thing. I think, didn't we work out that you had five badly hurts, and at one point you had four knockouts as well? Yep. So, Two players made it to uh, the end of turn 16. Yes, where the ball went over, and you managed to get a few people out of the KO box. I couldn't have pitch cleared it. No, but it was a valiant effort at the pitch clear. No, i got to be honest. It was, I wanted to be the dick that went, oh, you can't afford to be buying new players. Let me take out your most expensive one, the Thurster. <laughs> I was trying my hardest. He just couldn't break a friggin' armour. He went down like a piece of shit all the time. But yeah, do you think he would have gone off the pitch? No. My other game was against Ian's Chaos. I played those uh, a couple of nights ago. 
again, league game. Uh, it was a draw one all. I did get a little bit greedy in the first half. I had a chance to uh, go in the first half to go 1-0 up. Ball was in my opponent's end zone. I had two players marking the ball. However, given how many times we both tried to pick up the ball, it seemed that the ball was covered in grease. I didn't go for it because now my luck had picked it up, failed to pick up, scattered it off the pitch, and it would have scattered to my opponent further down the field to make an easy touchdown. So I, I didn't really want to gamble that one. I was quite happy with one all. I've got some, I've got some useful skills. I've got mighty blow up. On my bloodthirster and i got sure hands on my kick herald uh, and i got block on the other herald so i'm starting to get some more useful skills uh having taken a few random skills earlier on which not necessarily the best i think the one that's coming most handy so far has been kick since i've had it that's been very useful but again that's a, a, another draw i'm yet to win in the league with my corn but i have only lost one out of four which is not bad going have you managed to get any other games in well other than you i am awaiting a game against chaos dwarves which i am expecting it's going to be a hard fight and probably I'm going to end up on my ass on it. I had to concede one game because I was unable to play due to between events having to take the little one and the wife on holidays. But all sorted now, all done. Thing of the past. So I have actually had to concede a game and lose one without even turning up. So I'm hoping that'll be my only loss. But yeah. Um, going back to our game as well but like I said I, I had a good old healthy dose of uh, winner's remorse on that one but because I just felt bad because it was at one point when it was like every time I rolled oh I've knocked you down oh I've broken armour oh you're off the pitch it was it was just lucky the D16 was not going in my favour as well that round because I think one round I took off about three players didn't I you did dice dice be dice though yeah dice be dice but you would be singing a different tune if dice be dice and instead of badly hurt a couple of those oh, would. would have been dead Dead air, Jeff. I would, would absolutely. Be, yeah, fuck the dice. But in comparison to our recent games, when we've played at events, which we'll come on to later, I can't complain about the dice I've had at events. My losses at events have probably come more from bad decision making than dice. So, but that's that's something for later on. But the the, the league game, you know, you you did what orcs do best. You punch things and things disappear. I even got to taste a mauling at the hands of Gobomania as well. The Goblin Hit Squad took him out, didn't they? They did indeed. There's, I think there might have to be a bounty on one of them soon. Yeah, they, they've got a few heads they have. they got a Beastman head from Ian. I think they got uh, your Pit Fighters out as well. So they're scalping people. I don't think anybody expects it, though. That's the best thing about it. No, I think that is, it's, it's down to the way you play it. That's the thing. People, like you say, they don't expect it. You don't expect to have three Goblins running at you when, you know, most of the punching is going to be done by the Black Orcs or the Troll. Oh yeah, you've got to have a Goblin drop kick every so often. Goblin drop kick to the shin. Oh yeah, but uh, the fact that everyone seems to be pointed out now that I got a, got a bit of a tick when I played now, I say I got to slap my hand and shout "fuck it" before I do anything. You know, that that's kind of put me off. I'm very aware of that now. <laughs> Don't be. Just wait until events next year. We'll, we'll all wait until you've got most of your way through turn one. Just as you're about to put your hand on a play, we'll all clap. There'll be 100 people around you just do the clap at the same time. I hope not, but because, I was, like I said, it was at the event, I become very aware because I, I didn't do it one round and somebody I heard behind me done it behind me. I was just like, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> So, our game was, you lost 2-1, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, I'm hoping that we can get a rematch at some point, because that Thurston needs to have his wings clipped. Got to admit, but it was kind of shit. You got claws. He's now got mighty blow as well, so now he won't roll anything above 5 now at armor break. Waste of time. But when when you when you buy a team like the Grebo team, and you know you're not going to get to a point mid-season where you have Thurston kind of money to spend, you start with it thinking, yeah, big guy will do some work. No, he's just taking up space that somebody you can actually break armour could be taking up. Well, the thing is, well, you say that, but I started off with a train troll. 
and he's put some work in. He's done really well. You know, granted, he has done some dull shit as well, but he has put some work in. I walked away from you, you know, you I say you were game. Our game, I think everybody's waiting for a level up. I got four players. I'm hoping now if I can get my hands on the chores, a couple of a couple of armor breaks, and I can skill them up properly. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, like we said, other than that, we haven't got anything Blood Bowl related until Christmas at the moment. As we got a few friends down in Firestorm, they are looking to start a league October. It is indeed, yeah. So that will be a top quality league and I know quite a few big names in the Blood Bowl Wales community have signed up so if you are in the South Wales area and you want to play top tier Blood Bowl head to Firestorm Games and talk to uh, Sabil about joining their league and I know our friends in the Yobble group who are another top tier team of people they are starting a new league uh, January as well so if you are unable to get to Cardiff but you are still in South Wales talk to Voice of Jericho Voice of Jericho yep Matt yep he's on Facebook and you probably find him and he can give you all the information needed about joining the Orville League in January we got our friends in the Ron the Gaming Club as well in South Wales they are doing a few campaigns at the moment with this talk of a study cap coming up at some point but at the moment they got a war cry league going on so if you are splitting your attention between war cry and blood bowl could be an opportunity to meet some new faces talking of firestorm don't forget we have our affiliate link which is in the description below if you are going to buy into your hobby fix if you're going to add to your backlog for backlog be gone if you're looking for sprays if you're looking for paints if you're looking for dice or if you're a trading card gamer and that's your sort of thing check out the description below purchase your things through there it doesn't cost you any more money but we just get a little kickback which enables us to then bring you some giveaways and other things as well so check that out in the description below yes and like we said firestorm are one of the biggest shops in south wales they hold a lot of events and speaking of events july next year I believe it's the 30th of July we had. Yep. Firestorm are holding the first ever Coupon Drag tournament. I think it's it's um, hosted by oh, it's this small podcast called Tier 3. <clears throat> Don't know who you're talking about there. I ain't got a clue who they are. No, no, no. So if everybody is uh, available at the end of July and can make it to South Wales, we've got a few spaces still available. Sign up, get your money in. We said teams are going to be in by April. So you've got plenty of time to sort it out. And we are looking to hold our first event. So hopefully this will be the start of many to come. Yeah, we're looking to have a bit of fun. Have a little bit of a Welsh uh, twist on it. And like we said, if you turn up, you're going to meet a lot of people in the community. Why not turn up, make new friends, have a few drinks and enjoy yourself. Sounds like a plan on a beard. Absolutely. Right guys, so it's time to go to beard for Kickstart Corner. So beard, why don't you take it away, son? and tell us what's new in the world of Kickstarter projects and third party. So welcome back to another month's edition of Kickstarter Corner. I do have a few things for you and we've already got things lined up for next month as well. So I've got a few things, I've got a team, I've got some dice bags and I've got a figure or a dice case as well. So first off, we've got Elf and Dark Elf fantasy football teams and this is by Impact Minis. And with this, you get a full Elf, Dark Elf and wood elf by the looks of it team and with this if you pledge about 19 pounds you get all the models in digital stl format if you pledge the 55 pounds you get the full 28 model printed team so you get 21 different models so there's additional models on top as part of the stretch goals uh, as well as score turn and reroll markers so there's four linemen three blitzers two throwers two catchers one kicker two witch elves with hair options 
two assassins, two war dancers, and a skeleton elf, just in, in case you play against undead and uh, you give one away, as well as an elf line woman, referee, two new blitzers, two cheerleaders. And these have all been printed and tested. There's some lovely renders on there. They show you all the positions, and these do look very, very nice. I've got a couple of impact teams myself, and they are really, really nice models, and the customer service is really great. They've got a nice little size comparison, and they're ever so slightly taller than the... Uh, games workshop humans so that's a really nice project from a well-known company out there what do you think to those jay my opinion honestly there's some really nice models yeah like the kicker is looking good the war dancer i would say that's another lovely model i would say by far the most impressive thing here is the friggin afro on the witch elves oh they've got some 70s afro hair going on oh i tell you what there's not enough hairspray in the old world that can keep that hair up yeah i would say this is a cracking deal because they're some really good models. And if I didn't have a Wood Elf and a, a Pro Elf team, I'd, I'd pick this up. But I've already filled the slots for my Elves. So I'm sadly going to miss out on this one. But yeah, fantastic uh, models. And really, if you guys are looking for Elves, you'll be fools to... Uh, miss this one i agree with that i think you've got all the options there. it covers all three teams and for that kind of money it's it's well worth it with it being impact minis if you do miss the kickstarter i would imagine they will appear on their own website before long so moving on to the next item we've got we've got pouches of potential this is reversible dice bags and gemstone dice and this has three weeks to go as of time of recording so this one should still be live when you all uh, listen to this and these are basically fantasy dice bags with different colors and designs they've got red blue green and purple uh, and for this it's about 11 pounds for one pouch 19 pounds for two 34 uh, 24 for three and about 30 pounds for all four they're also doing a three inch diameter d20 stress ball as well as journal logs leather scroll dice vault mats so if you're into your your dice mats for throwing dice into they've got a dice tray as well they've got dice towers you know we like a dice tower dice vaults dice vault tray with lid they've got all sorts going on there as well as some rather nice looking dice which they are quite expensive at 70 dollars a time as extra pledges and add-ons but the actual dice bags themselves they look quite nice for what you get for 11 pounds if you're just buying the one i'd say that's quite quite a nice little little bargain there what do you think to those jay they are really well made by the look of it uh leather storage case looks really good as well and like you i don't i don't get wood for a dice tower i think really just a lot of naff the storage case the actual bags they are lovely i will say so the last one i've got is uh it's a little bit on the expensive side this is rogues reborn hardwood cases for superior heroes and this is brought by hrothgar's horde and these are predominantly D D and dice cases with foam inserts and these are about 65 dollars per case very nice engravings and i was thinking if you're the sort of person who needs a figures case uh you can fit a team and dice quite nicely into these if you uh, bugger about a little bit with the foams or you insert your own foams they'd be quite nice as a little figures case especially for when you look at some of the engravings so you've got the celtic tree which would be nice for wood elves you've got dragon crowns you've got mermaids uh you've got vikings there's all sorts of things you can get again there's inlays that they can do and i don't think that's bad if you're looking for for a hardwood figure case what do you think to those crocker shit 
in all serious you can see that they have been nicely made it's you know a lot of effort has gone into it so you can never knock someone for putting effort into something but for me it would be a no i'm not one for hard case stuff like that because one drop in our box and for all you know most of your models are going to bust because that's a solid surface it's going to like slam against so I think box like that if you're a clumsy bugger you're going to do more damage to your models than what anybody's dice rolls can do that's fair like you say they are very nicely made so if that's your sort of thing and you've got that kind of money sitting about just for a figures case and a dice case it's an option what did you say the price was again? $65 oh fucking definite no for me then anyway moving swiftly on we've got a couple of other things so we've got Yokai Stars. Now, this is a fantasy football team by Jose Mox Creador Grafico, and this is a Yokai themed fantasy football Ogre and Halfling rosters. Uh, now, these aren't yet live, but these are ones to keep an eye on. The preview pictures were on Facebook a few days ago, so it's worth having a look for those on the Blood Bowl community pages. I expect these will do rather nice, so that's one that we'll be reviewing next month. Now, there is another project that's on the go from Blacklist Games. I know you've been having a chat with these, Jay, and they have a game called Myth and Goal which it's another ball-shaped game, Mythball. A lot of Blood Bowl fans may get along with this because, you know, it's beating people up and there's ball involved. We've had a preview of the rules and the rules look a very solid rules pack. You can tell that this has been play-tested really, really well. Clear explanations on what your players can do, their classes, their special rules, speed, as well as explanations of what your dice, your tokens, and how that all works. The artwork for the boards looks very, very clean and and very, very pretty as well. And we'll be having a chat about these and bringing you a bit more information about these next month. One thing I will say, though, before you carry on, is if people are interested in diversifying their fancy football games, step away from Blood Bowl for a bit, head over to Blacklist Games and just see how well the card models for the actual miniatures are. And they are very clean. And like you said, we've we've seen some other stuff as well because uh, we're lucky like that. And it's like I said, it seems very solid, well rounded. It's got a little bit of everything for everyone. And you know, there's some elements that are similar. Granted, all fancy football games can be a bit similar, but I think this stands out from Blood Bowl quite a bit. It does, it does. So if people are interested, head on over to Blacklist Games on Facebook and you will see more details there. And like Beard said, next month he will be able to talk about it more and we can chat about it with you guys as well we will so that's kickstart corner for this month we've got we've given you a sneaky peek of a couple of things that we have lined up for next month as well as we'll be looking for some more uh, kickstarters as well so if you have a project that you want us to talk about that you're getting on board yourself or if there's projects that you've seen that you'd like our opinions on let us know you can get in touch the usual methods through facebook and instagram tier 3 podcast and you can also email us as well at tier 3 podcast at outlook.com if you think that there's better kickstarters out there or like jay you're sick of me getting hard-ons for dice towers let us know if there's other projects on other sites as well because there are other third-party sites out there let us know and we'll have a look and we'll happily do a review for you so that's kickstarter corner done for this month right and i'm going to bring to everyone's attention now uh, hogs of war did release the the mortal engineers but due to some issues they've had they decide they had to pull the project but i have had a from a reliable source that it's going to be back out during october so if you were interested in picking them up but you didn't get a chance to pledge or you were on the fence there will be a second attempt at it also what else was i going to say 
There was something else we had to talk about. Raven Twin Minis. This is uh, my rant now, this is. Because we have had a few people tell us, and be it you've had a bit of an experience with them as well, that they've been quick enough taking money, but they have not been fulfilling orders. That's correct, in a beard? There's been some delays, shall we say, somewhat in getting pledge managers online. Been promised a few times. There's, there's delay and bullshit in that it's going to turn up and never turn it up. But what I am really disappointed at as well is the... Uh, social media person i don't know whether it's a company thing or it's just that person hiding it but there has been instances where even you have put uh, a request up and they've they've deleted the comment on their facebook page yeah so so I, that's a little bit naughty that's trying to like make everything look shiny but it's a whole crock of shit so my watchdog for this month is if you're dealing with Raven Twin Miniatures, you've got to be very careful. To me, it's a very shady way of doing things at the moment, and they're not fulfilling orders. So I would personally take a couple of steps back, wait for them to address the fact that they've uh, not fulfilled orders, and possibly give them a second chance then. But at the end of the day, I can't tell you how to spend your money. So just treat them extra cautiously. That's all I've got to say. Well, there is an asterisk to that. Jay can tell you how to spend your money on a certain event coming up in July of next year. Ah, yes. Jay will tell you to spend your money on that, but we'll come back to that. So, that's Kickstarter Corner done for this month. We are going to have a quick break. We'll come back to you and we'll chat all things tournaments that we've been up to recently. Right guys, we are back. So we are going to break down a little bit of our tournaments that we've gone to and we're going to give you our opinions. So let's not waste any time. Let's get started then. So first tournament was Threadball, which was three-day camping, two-day tournament, one-day sevens, which we didn't take part in the sevens because uh, I think we were a bit thinking about what we were lugging up because we weren't driving up. We were on the train. Busking our way there. It was a bit shocking when uh, the bus driver dropped us off in the middle of a factory unit and it was just like, there you go, find the area. And I was like, oh, great. Uh, okay. So I'll just walk around in circles for five minutes, see if I can see a sign. But uh, no, it was fun. It was nice to get out. It was nice to see people. So, And it was nice to meet, uh, surprisingly, quite a few viewers of the uh, podcast as well. And we met up with Chris from Black Oak yep. Down as well. Top guy. We met, well, we met up with Liam from Two Drunk Flings. We did. And uh, we met up uh, with quite a few people. Like You you were uh, trying to size up uh, Thor, I think, at one point. Yep. You were sizing him up. We met uh, Dave the Impaler. Uh, we met Drew, that we've spoken about on this uh, podcast, about his uh, minute work uh, goblin we team. did. And he's another top. He was a lot to top lot. And the one guy that uh, kind of uh, looked after us as well. Phil, yeah. Come all the way, he come all the way down from Hoyk and the Scottish borders. He kind of looked after us. I would, like, I say he looked after us. He always made sure that uh, our hands weren't empty. Yep. And uh, that we knew that we knew which direction we were walking. Not that uh, either of us were that bad, but uh, top bloke. But then again, I think everybody there was really relaxed, enjoyed themselves. I think the squad chaos boys done the right thing by making everyone have a lateral flow test before turning up. Yeah. I think I put quite a lot of people at ease as well. I gotta say that was a good idea. The wristband system that they had. What was it? The traveling system they called it. Yep. That was another cracking idea. 
so you could see how much interaction that person you were playing against was willing to have with it. What was it? it was green? Green was like you were allowed to hug. Black was don't was uh. Don't come near me. Yeah, was it? Was black? Don't come near me. And then red was. Red was ask. Elbow bumps. Yeah. But then it was like you know, you, I, in fairness, I don't think I saw anybody with a black. I think I saw one red. You know, he was into the elbow bumps. Yeah, everybody really respected that scheme and system. It was really well done. No, I gotta be honest. It was a well thought out idea, and not being on the outside, not being part of the team, and seeing the inner workings of the event, everything seemed to have flown pretty well it was very fluid the nobody went without food as well because they made sure that there was enough for everyone and everyone's dog but no it was a very well thought out couple of days i ended up wrestling a a, a pop-up tent hangover on the monday wrestling you body slammed it about three times Uh, i I, I had a titfall he was ready to go in the bin if i saw a skip i would have been in the skip but then uh I think Windrum trying to be sneaky and feel me up. I could I could feel a finger in the bum and he was like anything to try and get me to drop drop the tent. Bastard. Oh that was not that was nothing to do with the tent, he just wanted to do that anyway. Yeah, that's true. But we'll we'll put it under the premise of that he wanted the tent to pop up. So like, you know, we'll protect him a little bit on that front. But yeah, it was good it was a good time. What was your general impression of the event? It was really well run. Uh, there was plenty of space at the venue, not just camping, but actually in and around the venue. I think they had probably the snug room in the front as well as the entire sort of wedding venue end for, for the majority of plays. Things were very quickly updated so you knew where you were for games once everything was in. The facility couldn't fault the site. It was a brilliant site. It was a, it was a rugby club in uh, it was Soup Marine Rugby Club. Lovely site, showers, toilets, you know, as you'd expect for 100 wildebeest going through. The entertainment over the weekend was good as well. We sat through the, the auction where there were some brilliant auction lots painted, unpainted some very rare items which came up, which was nice to see. They raised a lot of money for charity, which was fantastic. You know, we were part of that. We handed over an item for the auction, which did really really well but the games i think is what the crux of it we're all here for that's i think what we want to we want to get down to the nitty-gritty of isn't it yes so it was a two-day tournament six games in total and it was a two-hour period for each game wasn't it yep how were you finding the time constraints but i didn't find it too bad um i think apart from one game most of my games i finished with a good 20 minutes half hour so I, I did pretty well in that sense. Admittedly, I was never anywhere near the top table, so there was never the top table pressure of you've got to get everything absolutely right and use every last second, I think, in time. We were more in it for the laugh, so how did you find the, the two-hour limit on games? Well, I never really thought of myself as a slow player. I like to have a little look at the board, and then I get on with it. So, and I always thought played a pretty quick game, but I think one game I finished with about 15 seconds spare, most of the time I was finishing with like about two or three minutes. So I just don't know where the time went. So it might have just been me overthinking the event or just perhaps it was uh, me chatting to the opponent a lot because uh, I don't like it when it goes quiet. I like to have a chat and fuck about a bit. So yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was. It was a good It was a good weekend. It was The the event was great. Very much value for money. And come March 1st when the tickets go on sale next year, I will be buying my ticket on opening day. Mm. I'm going to be uh, sweet-talking the wife. I will see if uh, we can uh, go then because it's the week after our event. You know, I don't know, don't know whether I mentioned it. Coop and Drag, 30th of July, down in South Wales, Firestorm Games. It's a one-day event. It's amazing. But, you know, that's not the point. I'm not talking uh, about our tournament. But um, I'm going to sweet-talk her, see if 
after we've done that event we can go to thread because i'm quite looking forward to catching up with everyone and just chilling again so but that's in the future we want to talk about what happened in the past so day one game one do you want to talk about your first game and who is your opponent so my opponent was jaywood who like us traveled from south wales travel 100 mile and you play somebody who lives almost in your back garden i played him with my orcs uh, sorry his, his orcs and my flings i managed a 2-1 win bizarrely with orcs i think it was by turn four i'd broken armor 13 times and i was literally deleting players which for me is unheard of with halflings usually it's the other way around by turn five or six i've got a tree left you took your weighted dice to do or i didn't take the weighted dice i think every time he went to do anything i just point and look oh there's a distraction outside he turned around i just thrown his orcs away so he had one less orc every turn that's fine you could talk about it now see but you could talk about it now because um it's over now it's, it can't change the uh, outcome of the game so you could tell us about all the sneaky plays your dirty halfling plays the the dirty halfling play was put something down and foul the shit out of it that was that was my my tactic put something down if you can bully them with as many halflings as you can and just swamp the board make it so they didn't have as many blocks they had to move into they were blitzing so long as the trees didn't root and just kept walking into things that was absolutely fine by me i i came away from that with a 2-1 win i was pretty happy with that how did your first game go i had a pretty good first game if uh listeners remember when we spoke with uh Widrum from uh, squad chaos he actually challenged me to a, a game at uh at uh Threadball. so my yep. first game was against uh Widrum. it was podcast on podcast action me and him played it was halflings versus black oaks because i took my black oak team and in his halfling team not only did he have the two trees there was also drunken thread and he was a bastard oh he was an utter bastard because i think he had the fungus loon rules the old ones so he was basically he was just a massive fanatic just rolling around and he was an utter utter cock to deal with and do you think that fucker would go down that fucker would not go down i don't think i saw Widrum roll a single skull in that game it was shocking but it was a very close game I was honestly happy if we if I walked away with a draw because like I said, Thread was hard to deal with. It was shocking. Like a couple of his uh, couple of his halflings, they just took him out. He took out some of my goblins, but it all came down to the last turn where a downed goblin managed to get up, jump jump through a tackle zone, pick up the ball, jump again through another tackle zone, and end up right on the touchline. So I won. 2-1 which means at the moment and uh i'm gonna say this now because uh Widrum is probably gonna be listening seeing if uh, we're gonna say anything nasty but yeah he is yet to win against me so i'm gonna take that as a podcast victory because he's the only person i played from uh squad chaos at an venue so tier three are on top on that one yeah it was a good time had by all i think that game we i think that was probably the quickest game i had I think I had eight minutes spare. It was I felt a bit bad. I I had a good case of uh, winner's remorse then because the stars aligned. I have I wasn't able to roll a couple of sixes with the game, but that last turn I think I rolled sixes continuously. But it was an amazing game, so I can't ask for anything more than that. As like I've always said, as long as I walk away from a game where I've had a laugh and a joke with my opponent, I feel like I won it anyway. So I don't even have to win the game. And that was game one for the pair of us. Yep, so after game one, we're a winner piece. So game two is where it starts going 
bit wonky for me, I think. What was your game two like? My game two, I played Merrick and his Skaven, and this was probably my worst game scoreline-wise. I lost 3-1, and as with Skaven, gutter runners did all the damage, and I could put everything down but a gutter runner. I think every time I hit a gutter runner, it was a double one for the armor break, or it was just a stun when I did. I could kill anything else. I, I didn't even have to look at it, and it died. But Merrick was a very gracious opponent. Obviously, he was trying to finish as high up as he was, and he did say, like, I'm not quite sure how you've managed to not kill those when you've managed to do everything to everything else. But that was a very, it was a good game. Uh, 3-1, I was happy with at least getting a score on the board in that one. If you see anybody that has gutter runners on the table when you play against Skaven, just pick them up, throw them out the window, and let them play without any gutter runners. That's my advice off that game. So basically, your advice is be a prick. My advice is refuse to allow your opponent to play with gutter runners. Oh, they're not that bad, but... No, they're, they're not. They're not. It was. I say that was my worst game. It was down to decision-making. I think had I gone the same way in terms of playing against the Orcs that I did against the Skaven, and had I screened off more effectively, I may have made some of those touchdowns a little bit harder, as they were very much the classic dodge out, run as far as possible, hand off, run as far as possible short pass guy at the other end runs as far as possible i think had i screened better i'd may have had more of a chance of at least an interception on a couple of those plays but they were what they were you know it's skaven doing skaven things so i i lost in that one i was one zero and one at that point but i'd, I'd had a good good second game what about you how was your uh, how was your game oh i had black oak on black oak action i did it was uh it was shocking that one was i played i do apologize i think his uh naf name is is Neil Watt? He was an absolute gem of a person to play. I would say, I would say he had an amazing black oak team painted, a lovely purple armor, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, it was a mirror match, so it wasn't the best match for either of us. So I think I may have taken off one or two black oaks, but then he took out a troll, even though he was a troller. It wasn't doing anything, so it was it was a little bit uh, awkward for the pair of us. It was just if we broke out of the scrum. That's when we scored, but it was hard fought. I think he scored first half, I scored the second half, but it was just a scrum in the middle and no fucking survived. It was just hard. People were going down left, right and centre. So it was good. It was Black Oaks doing Black Oak things, just not being able to break armour because they're not very good against high armour teams. It is what it is at the end of the day. Like I said before, it was a good to meet somebody new, so we just had a cracking chat all the way through. We were laughing, but it was a draw. Or the official Nath Rankins. Yeah, I, I, at this point, I'm still technically undefeated because there's there's no loss. Which is 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 good going. You know, two games into an event, not lost at that point. Mm. Could be a lot worse. I was rocking the mid table at this point. Game three, my friend. So this was the last game of day one. Yep. And how did the uh, tournament on day one end for you? So my third game was against Envoyan and his Norse. Um, and I think we were about a table apart at this point. And I had the ball. I managed to slow walk a cage through Norse, literally through Norse. I think at one point in my first half, my opponent said, I'm not going to get much out of this because, again, Norse were leaving pit the pitch in their droves and i think towards the end of the first half i had an opportunity to go over the score but as we were playing blizzard conditions and i'd already tripped twice i didn't want to take the chance again so i stopped just short of the line leaving my opponent with a dodge and a gfi blitz it would have been into a into a two dice but i was thinking okay three up plus three up you know i've got a decent chance of something going wrong there 
Nope, he took out my little guy, killed him, and then in the second half, he managed to score with the only Norse left on the pitch at that point, who I couldn't catch because my tiny little halflings couldn't run fast enough, and I'd had two trees root and deep root was down so i was in a position where i had to let the touchdown go through but i just bullied everything that i could for removals he did he did did well to get the one nil win i think that could have been a draw had i chanced going over on in the blizzard but how many times do we see a tripwire on the uh, on the touchdown line you know it's, it's never the one before it's always into the touchdown line i lost that one down to decision making but you know what 102 first day with a tier three team i was happy with that how did your uh, third day go my third day or my third game third game even i know i was just being a dick right so game three was against chaos dwarves i played Spleggy, who i probably gonna say this for everybody i played absolute gem he was a cracking guy he was good to talk to we hashed out a few game plans as we were going through because i think pay of us were looking at it a bit standoffish because it was like slow high heavy hitters high high armor you know it's not a perfect combination for the either of us but i think second half the only time i broke armor was i think i killed possibly one goblin one centaur knocked out another so he just left his dwarves to cage up and me trying to break in, which was impossible. My di- second half, my dice went to shit. But, yeah, I was happy enough to walk away from that nil-nil draw. It was, like I said, I played, was it, Chaos Dwarves about two or three times. So I have, I'm not a regular player against them. It's, it was a bit, knowing what they could do, I was a little bit thin because of high armour and me being slow against the centaurs but yeah it was a good game it was a good game walked away with a smile on my face so i can't complain and i think by this point i was probably a couple of beers in as well so i was definitely happy with that then that's always a good start when you when you're happy with performance after a couple of beers as well exactly but end of day one what we haven't told people was you were taking part in the most blood like as well were not I was, I was. Can you remember what the challenges were on day one? I can. So the first challenge, we were given a watermelon, and you had to hold it at arm's length for as long as possible. I looked at this watermelon. Test of strength, was it? It was a test of strength. And we were told the watermelon would come in handy for the second task as well. Mm. So me trying to use my loaf thought I might preserve myself on this, because if I've got to try and smash my way into this, if I've been trying to hold this watermelon for however long, I'll see if I can get it in a quick... I was halfway there with the second challenge so i dropped out i think first or second on the uh, watermelon carrying challenge second challenge your watermelon was cut in half and you had to eat as much watermelon as possible ah dude i don't dislike the taste of watermelon it's the texture of watermelon it it no don't worry about watermelon in a minute but you dropped out right that's not thread like you should have just been holding that you're from leeds right You you don't just accept defeat you might lose but you act like you win, right? That's what that's the Leeds way, isn't it? It is. That's the that's the Bistol way. Not just go. I give up. I see. I was thinking about what the next challenge might be, and thinking I might have to break my way into this watermelon. And if my arms were knackered, well, I'd be slower than anybody else at that. So I was thinking, preserve myself for the next one. Right. So test two then was like you said eating watermelon, was it? It was indeed. 
So how did that go, bud? Not very well, because I absolutely loathe the, te- the texture of watermelon. I don't mind the taste of it. I just really can't get on with the texture of watermelon. But refusing not to eat nothing, I did have a couple of bites. And then we proceeded to watch Loki and Bron be absolute animals with their watermelon. I have never seen two blokes eat as much watermelon in such short space time as possible. And where the fuck it went, I do not know. Bron seemed to get most of it in his mask rather than down his face. Loki just smushed as much watermelon up as possible and drank the whole thing. And then proceeded to go back inside and drink another beer. Which I'm at a loss to explain how he managed that. Day two, how did your first game go? Well, I played an absolute gem of a person. The quality that was possessed by this guy was outstanding, award-winning. It was Bron I played. You know, the guy who made you look like a, a child playing with a watermelon. He, I played him, and he brought his imperial nobility to the table. So I, I was looking at this, I'm like, right, okay, I outstrength him. But he's got good cracking skills, he's got the, he's got the legs, he's got... I just honestly thought, shit, my goblins are in for it, and then what do I fucking do then? But it was a very hard-fought game. He was very well-positioned, but Black Oaks being Black Oaks just outstrengthed him. I did feel bad at one point, because he was close to scoring in the first half, and then my troll decided, enough's enough. He spun round, ran over to a down goblin, picked it up, managed to knock bronze player in the head, I don't know how I managed to get get there because I honestly thought he was gonna land in front, bop the player, knocked him into the knocked him off the sidelines into the crowd, and yeah, uh, end of sports. Ball was out. Grant did it bounce to another one of his players, which he picked up the ball, run off in the in his next turn. But yeah, the goblin hand grenade saved the day for about two turns. Every time a goblin hand grenade goes off, it's always a good event. But one nil at half time. Second half, it was a another scrum in the middle but trying to beat the way through and when that didn't work i managed to protect my troll enough that i could get a airborne goblin down the pitch and the ball over the line to save the game from the jaws of defeat eke out another draw one all cracking game but i will say if anybody follows bron on facebook if you look at his threadball video you actually see our game on the table so you see his nobility versus my black oaks so, yeah, Facebook famous for, for five minutes. That was a good start of the day, I thought, considering I was only I was only two cups of tea in. I was, uh, all right, I think I need about five to wake up. So that, that would come later, but game five, beard. Do you mean game four? No, that was game four. Oh, yeah, I spoke mine. Sorry, it's... My game four was against Andy Pandy Cookie Pie. I think one of the best NAF names out there going. He was my best friend he was on that tournament thing. The second day, I just, I, I wouldn't leave him alone. I was just too busy laughing at him. Uh, well, I say laughing at him, laughing with him. He was a fucking top bloke. He was. He had a smiling face all the way through the tournament, no matter what happened. I played against these ogres uh, with my halflings, and it was one of those games where Noblars couldn't pick up the ball, and every time a tree man hit an ogre, an ogre hit the deck. And off he went, and I picked up a 2-0 win. I'm. It's one of those games where everything went one way and not the other. And he was, he was a sound bloke, was Andy, as was everybody we played. And that put me at 2-0-2 at that point, four games in. Half-time, well, lunchtime on the Sunday at this point. So how did your game five go? I will say, by game five, 
I was starting to feel a bit of a pressure by her now because I was like, yeah, I've won one, three draws by her. So I kind of guess this must be, I must be on the cusp of the serious players by her. And I don't think I was wrong because I was went up against Raging82, who is team captain of Ireland, who is a phenomenal player. And I heard through the grapevine is looking to start a YouTube channel where he dissects games and possibly does a few coaching videos because I will say he decimated my team. It was like every time he rolled a dice, he broke he broke a player. Perfect game for him, right? And I will I will say it was three nil to uh, to him, and he was absolutely sound. I think I think he felt a bit of pity for me by the second half because he was he said right well three nil up, give me a chance, I'll coach you on how to like spread out your players a bit more. And he, he you know he, he was talking to me about it, letting me know like what to what to do, and you know he wasn't playing the game for me, but he was just like reinforcing like ideas on how I wanted to position players. So like I said absolutely amazing right and if he does do like say patreon or anything like that or if he does like twitch streams about how to play i will definitely sign up because this guy is phenomenal sounds like you had a cracking game i don't know whether i worried him or he just must have thought that i i was broken or something like that because i walked away from that game even though i lost i lost three nil couldn't do anything i think it couldn't break armor i think I I probably double I probably double sculled into double skulls quite a bit as well, but I walked away with a smile on my face because I was just like, yeah, it was it was blood bowl at the end of the day. I've had cracking games where I've knocked stupid star players out, or I've made some stupid plays that should never work. Like the goblin hit squad was deleting players, but then you know it's got to come back at you at some point, haven't it? So. I just, I was laughing my head off. I was just like, yeah, it was great. Thank you. And like, I even went up to him afterwards and I said, thank you again. But yeah, it was absolutely sound. So how did you work game five go, bud? My game five, I played against BB Jock in his first Blood Bowl tournament and he had Wood Elves. And I will openly admit, I have never, ever enjoyed playing against Elves. I hate them with a passion. I've never done well against them. Elves doing Elf bullshittery as usual. And to be fair, this was one of those games where Things did go well both ways. Things went badly both ways. You know, dice were even in that game. He won 2-1. It was one of those where, for a couple of turns, neither of us wanted the ball. And then for a couple of turns, whoever hit anybody, they just disappeared off the pitch. And that was for both sides, not just uh, not just me in that one. But I came away with a 2-1 loss and my first ever enjoyable game against Elves. And that was down to my opponent having a laugh at both of our looks, not just his and... You know, we had a good laugh about it. We we talked elf plays, we talked halfling plays, and we both really, really enjoyed the game. That's good. That's good. Especially that you actually enjoyed playing elves. Yeah, I never played against elves and enjoyed it. So that game I did really, really enjoy. Oh, there you go. Everyone's a winner so far. Absolutely. Now, we've got to talk Game 6, final game of the event. Game 6 for you, how did it go? Uh, I played Mr. A and his Norse, um, and there were definitely a few people at this point starting to flag from two solid days of Blood Bowl. I lost 2-0 against Norse. This game, Norse and Block did a lot of things to my halflings. My halflings disappeared very, very quickly, and... In other games where I tried, okay, well, you know what, fuck it, I'll do two or three dodges through, I've got dodge, stunty, and I've made it through. In this game, whenever I tried it, it just didn't happen. Every time I tried a GFR, uh, a rush just to get that extra square so I had an effective screen, down they went. 
failed the re-roll, killed themselves. It was just one of those games where it just, I think the dice finally caught with me. I'd had such a good run with dice and both touchdowns there was nothing I could do. I tried throwing halflings to get to the ball and I threw them into the floor. Yeah, it just didn't go my way at all in that one. Really enjoyed the game against Mr. A. Like yourself, he's one of those players where he has a good look at the board for about a minute or so before doing anything, and then everything all happens. But it was it was an enjoyable game, and I, I ended 2-0-4, uh, scored six touchdowns, conceded nine. So I, I, I really enjoyed my, my tournament, 2-0-4. How did your last game get on? Well, I played uh, Augers, and it was with a coach that uh, you spoke highly of earlier, a Mr. Andy Pandy Cookie Pie. He had Augers with Morg. So you got the full Tier 3 podcast treatment then at Threadball? He did, and boy oh boy, did I feel the last game. By this point, I will admit, being my first two-day tournament, I was probably flagging a bit. I could feel it too, on uh, Game 6. Not using these as excuses, I was outplayed. It was amazing to see the ogres doing ogre things, and I think the whole game he went with only two boneheads, possibly three. That's good going. So it was amazing to see, and I didn't realise how much of a ballerina Morg was as well, because he was dodging out. He was making some incredible plays with uh, Morg. He was dodging He was dodging through uh, Black Orcs. He was really making me work for the ball, and unfortunately, I couldn't do anything with the ball. I was uh, outmanned, outgunned, outplayed. It was amazing. But again, I don't think I walked away from this uh, game without a smile on my face. I was grinning like a Cheshire cat. So all I can say then was I lost. I think I had four touchdowns the whole event, but I conceded seven. So I was in a bit of a negative. I think out of all the players that turned up, I was probably, I think, 63rd, possibly. I was... I was in the 60s. I thought, you know, that's not bad going. So, you know, I, I wasn't last, sadly, because I could have had uh, the wooden spoon. But it was a cracking event. And what what made it more special was a, cup, a couple of the players brought the kids along as well. Yep. It wasn't just only adults playing. It, there was kids playing. And the way these kids were playing, they it was amazing. It's gonna, they're going to be playing some top-tier games in the future. Yep. And you'll probably see them on the circuit tearing it up at some point. They were phenomenal, I will say that. Like a couple of them won awards as well. That's absolutely amazing. But not only that, it was the fact that they were able to do awards for the kids. I thought that was good because that encourages them then to stay with the hobby. Absolutely yep. fantastic. From beginning to end, it was just amazing. It was good time was had by all. I don't think anybody mourned. I think... The one thing we people probably moaned about was the fact that they had to go home on a Monday. Yeah. That's how good the event was. So I want to say well done to the Swalkers boys and thank you for having us and thank you for running an amazing event. And yeah, I it was an absolutely fantastic weekend. It was just a shame that we came home and everything caught up with us then. When it was like a pay us, by the time we hit the train, we were flagging. It was just we were fucked. Yeah, but I tell you what, for for a weekend away, playing Blood Bowl and meeting fellow hobbyists, it's it was worth it to come home feeling yeah. that knackered. Yo. Know, Every time we had a little camping stove on to go for a cup of tea, people would turn up. I think on the Saturday night we had a uh, 11 o'clock brew on the go where we had a good six or seven people sat around our little camp with a cup of tea in their hands. And it was, there was a, there was a lot of good camaraderie. Everybody was making sure everybody's all right, you know, making sure everybody turned up. Some people having to be carried to breakfast, having had a little bit too much. But it was, it was, it was a very, very good weekend. And first off, thank you to all my opponents for being 
top blokes. And uh, thank you for Thor and the rest of Squad Chaos for doing a cracking event. It, it was amazing, i got to be honest. It was, like you said, it's Squad Chaos boys. They held that together amazingly. And it, it, like I said earlier, it was very, it looked like it flowed really well. It was like it didn't look like there was any problems. Like, granted, we'll never know unless they turn around and say there was a problem. But they made it look effortless. Yeah. Everything was amazing. So, again, thank you to them. And I just want to mirror what you said. To all my opponents, it was amazing to play them. And for everybody that came up and said about they've listened to the podcast and they gave us words of encouragement as well. Yeah. I want to say thank you to everyone because that was amazing. And yeah, it, it meant it meant a lot when people said that they listened. And like I said, the words of encouragement then that went along with it was absolutely amazing. And it just goes to show how awesome this uh, community is and how how much camaraderie there is in this community. There's no people that are in it for themselves. It was just everyone was there to help support others and build each other up. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Anything else you want you want to add about? Not that I can think. I think we've covered everything there. Yeah, it was it was a very good event. And if you if you want to run an event that's going to be a weekend event, have a chat with Thor and the gang and they will they can give you some good tips on how to run a, a weekend event. One thing I'm going to mention now, right, because it's only just popped in my head, was the fact that a lot of that event was you could place the scores and everything digitally. Yeah. So that took a lot of paperwork out of it. It probably helped uh, the boys put the information together quicker but like i said all of that just seemed to work because like it's not many events i would have said all right we're doing it all digitally it's going up on your it'll go up on your phones you can submit your scores and your casualties by your phone and still had it ticking over as quickly as they did yeah absolutely fantastic and we want to say congratulations to fat boy slimming for winning not just the sevens but he won the whole event i don't think i think he was undefeated all weekend undefeated all weekend which is a hell of a result exactly so you know my hat's off to him braun then for the most was the thread like as well he was amazing sport the other one i want to say thank you to is dio as well because he had to listen to me sing tenaciously dio every time i saw him about half past ten-ish at the night. Every time I saw him, I had to break out into song. I don't know why. Probably because I'm an asshole. He, he was rocking out with me. So, yeah, like I said, an amazing crowd, and I can't wait to see everyone again. I think we've said everything now, but... Yeah. Unfortunately, we've run on now with Thread. I'm going to make a little uh, executive decision by her. We are going to keep our Sin City chart for next episode. Yeah, we're going to go to break now, and then it's going to be the end of the show. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's the end of the show. Unfortunately, due to technical errors, we are unable to give you an end of the show show. So this is the time I'm going to take now to apologise and say sorry about the technical issues. Normal programming will resume next month. And I just want to say thank you again to everybody that listens. Your support means a lot to us. And I want to say thank you to everybody that uses our affiliate link. If you missed it earlier, we have an affiliate link with Firestorm Games, who is Wales's top uh, hobby centre, and it's the place to be for all your tournament or hobby needs. So if you need to get tickets for tournaments, if you need brushes, paints, models for your new projects, cards if you're into card games, 
Do you need monsters for your D&D board? They have it all. Use the link, head on over, and enjoy the new purchases. And again, I'm sorry, but I'm going to leave you now with with the end of the show bit. So it's a big thank you from me, and if Beard was here, it would be a big thank you from him as well. So we will see you next episode. (laughs) 